This episode of the Door County Pulse podcast is brought to you in part by the Door County Community Foundation, inspiring people to give back, to sustain, and advance the community that we love. To learn more, visit givedoorcounty.org. And welcome to the Door County Pulse Podcast. I'm Andrew Clyden, and I'm joined today by Miles Danhausen Jr. How's it going, Miles? Going good, Andrew. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I have a I have a question for you right away, Miles. Okay. What are you thankful for? What am I thankful for? Man, you're putting me on the spot. Okay, it's literally like a couple days from Thanksgiving. You should be expecting this question. <laughs> uh, I'm thankful my wife is coming home from ten days in India. That's good. That's a good thing to be thankful for. Is Connor still around? Connor still, I, I managed to make it through and, and keep the child alive. That's good. You didn't just leave him in his crib with food? Yeah. Well, I thought about it. What about you? <laughs> oh, what am I thankful for? I'm thankful for the Door County Pulse podcast. Keeping me <laughs> up to date on the latest and greatest in Door County. <laughs> <laughs> Great answer. Yeah. You've got a new hat. I do have a new hat. I got a Jeep hat from my dad because, you know, we're all part of a cult now as yeah. Jeep owners. <laughs> I didn't know you were so hardcore with your Jeep, but sporting the brand. I sure am. It's like when I was driving a, uh, a Mercury Tracer in high school. I really rocked the Mercury Tracer brand. It was really a, a lifestyle thing for me. Yeah, you had the on your jacket, the embroidery and stuff. By oh, the way, yeah. I don't know if you ever like collected patches or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I saw something the other day that kind of blew my mind. So when you think patches, you think like, okay, well, you need like a jacket to patch these on in order to display them, right? Yeah. Some people put them on their car, like inside on the roof of their car. That is odd. Well, think about it, though. Like, you know how people will put pins up there? Do the no, I don't with... know about the pin thing either. Okay, so if you're a <laughs> pin collector, because, the you know, the top of your car is fabric, you just yeah. slot the pins in there, and that's a way that a lot of people display their pin collection. But you can also just, you know, press your patches onto the inside of the roof of your car. That is neat. Yeah, what do you have up on the roof of your car? The roof of my car. Nothing else? My, my little sister once had a, a really piece of junk car that she just painted the entire indoor, like the entire dashboard. Ooh. She's a really good artist and kind of got carried away, but it was it was kind of funky driving around in that thing. Yeah, I would imagine. Mazda 323. Everybody it actually has... died behind Kino's garage. I, I drove it until the brakes were totally shot, and then one day pulling into my driveway, they completely gave out, and I just let it roll into the snowbank, and then Kino charged me to tow it across the driveway. All right, well, there we go. Now that uh, the last person has stopped listening to the podcast, yeah. <laughs> uh, why don't we jump into what we're going to talk about? This is good. Week. Now we can say anything because yeah. no one's paying attention anymore. Exactly. That's why I did it this way. So we can really Time to drop some F-bombs. We can relax. We can curse. No, we probably shouldn't curse, especially because we're going to be talking about like family-friendly events yeah, for, for this issue. Uh, so why don't we jump into it? There's a lot going on. You kind of, you don't think that there's as much going on when you get into the off season, but there really is right here at the end of November into the first weekend of December. Even Last weekend, I was driving around. There were a bunch of no vacancy signs on hotels in Sister Bay. Yeah. So not only are there people, people here, but there's stuff for those people to do, which is great. So we have a bunch of holiday-related events that are coming up. There's a, a few that are kind of Thanksgiving-themed, but then most of them are jumping right into the Christmas and the holiday theme thing. Yeah, they get they get done with the Thanksgiving thing right away. Yeah, sometimes even before, because yeah. as we're recording this on the 19th, uh, Unwrap Sturgeon Bay and like Christmas by the Bay, that's tonight. Yeah. So even before Thanksgiving, Santa's already here. And I thought <laughs> that he took 
you know, this time to prep for Christmas, but I guess like his press tour begins today because he's showing up and doing all this. I think he actually was here a little bit earlier too for the, the Santa on the tug event. Oh so yeah. The, the, Down at the maritime museum. Yep, he came yep. in with the coast guard, which, you know, that <laughs> when I read that, you he didn't comes think he in, needed transportation, but right. But you, I guess, I don't know where he flies down to, to get on the boat, but uh, you would think that Santa would spend more time in the heavily populated areas instead of vi- visiting every individual 200 person community. But it really is important to do all of the outreach. Yeah. He's got to, he's got to make sure that every kid is able, who's not able to send a letter can come see him individually well and it's it's really wild when you look at just the cluster of events coming up in the next two weeks two or three weeks how he's going to show up basically at every municipality he'll be (laughs) he'll be everywhere doing everything every last one okay uh shield your children's ears if they're listening because you know kids are a big demographic for listening to the podcast but uh i i am curious as we were kind of like looking through all the holiday events and all the different santa appearances i wonder how many santas door county has it's just one there's only one santa Oh no, do we have to have this conversation live, Miles? <laughs> do I have to break it to you? No, but what I'm saying is like I'm I'm curious how many people are Santa Claus in Door County and I wonder if they like I know spoiler alert is going to be Santa at the Thanksgiving Day parade. I wonder like he's been doing that for a while. I wonder who else up here is like I've been Santa for 15 years doing this event at this town. I know some of them, but I can't give them away to you, Andrew. Okay. I'm not going to ruin Christmas for people. That's fair. <laughs> Rachel bleep out his name <laughs> earlier just to add to the mystique. I think that's funny. But I'm just curious. You know, there's probably a collective of Santas up here who, and and that would be even better if honestly we could get them all together as like, here's the 15 Door County Santas who have been doing it for a collective, you know, 80 years or something. There's only one, Andrew. Okay, I'm yeah, moving super, on. One man with superpowers. I'm moving on. This is always a hard <laughs> conversation to have everyone wants to pretend so let's talk about some of the upcoming events we already mentioned the uh jackson port thanksgiving day parade is coming up on thanksgiving uh it's a really cool event where they give back to the community i know Mm -hmm. that this year they are supporting a bailey's harbor resident named kim burns um she had a stroke in march and now they're they're raising money to help her out which is great i think it's a cool way to bring the community together and it also supports you know, a person who needs that support. Yeah, that's really cool. So we have that coming up. There's also a couple of Thanksgiving and non-Thanksgiving themed runs. I don't know. Would you call the One Barrel Fun Run a Thanksgiving run? It's sort of. It's sort of logo is a kind of a dead turkey penguin. Oh, <laughs> all right. Um, so we have that, but there's the, the Ellison Bay Gobble Wobble and there's the Turkey Trot. Um, both of those are happening on Thanksgiving. So if you need to exercise before you dig into the big feast those are your options and then so then two days later on the 27th is the one barrel fun run which you've been helping to get ready correct yeah so that's one uh an event we put on with the peninsula pacers and it's a 2.62 mile run so it's kind of like a marathon because it has all those numbers in it (laughs) um but it's a short one this year we're actually going to do it on white cliff road um we normally do a little loop behind one barrel but Church Street is all torn up this year. So we're doing it down on Whitecliff Road. So it'll be an out and back route. Those familiar with the the old Blossom Run in Egg Harbor, it's kind of the same ballpark set up in the marina and stuff. But yeah, runners get a really cool hoodie, free beer, beer glass, hot chocolate for kids. It's a fun day. We did it a couple of years ago for the first time. And it's just fun to get a bunch of people out together. A lot of families come out and run it as a, as a group and then just hang out and watch college football at the brewery and then go to egg harbor's got holidays going on that weekend 
So speaking of holidays, let's jump into all of the holiday events that are coming up over the next couple of weeks. Uh, holidays, November 26th and 27th in Egg Harbor. They're going to be doing wagon rides, caroling, lighting a Christmas tree. The other thing to know about most of these holiday events is it's a lot of the same stuff, right? Yeah. It's a lot of lighting trees, Santa, reindeer, reindeer. elves. We both said reindeer at the same time, which is amazing. But there's, you know, each individual town is going to have its own special take on that. Yeah, and Egg Harbor's doing this elf hunt thing, right? Yep. Tell me exactly what that's going to be. Yeah, so it's like a scavenger hunt, and there are elves that are going to be hidden at participating businesses, right? So as you're going through and you find them, you have to find 10 of them, and then you can get a prize, basically. So there's actually going to be 10 businesses open? (laughs) <laughs> yes, there will be at least 10 businesses open. I don't know. Maybe a business will have more than one elf in it. Um, and I'm assuming that that it's not a real person, although that is going to be a feature at some of the that other cool. holiday parties. Uh, if it were real people, I think you'd be like probably pressed to round them up and bring them all in. And I just I think the logistics would of be that neat are, to see a kid kidnapping a little elf. Yeah, I think that that's going to be a challenging thing. Uh, I also know that at. Uh, eight o'clock there's going to be breakfast with santa at big easy so if you want to get yourself a beignet to kick off your holiday season if you're not too full from thanksgiving the day yeah. before uh you can jump in with i do love their beignets yeah the, the problem is i always go and get three and then i just eat them all myself and it's not good for me that's a lot of beignets it is a lot because <laughs> they're three? not small no three is Two more than I would get. And even then, <laughs> they also fill the bag with the... The, the powdered sugar, yeah. Yeah, so you just, you polish three of them off and then, and then you dump, dump the, the bag, the bag right into Dorito chips, yeah. Oh, man. And then I crash really hard. Oh, I would I would imagine you probably get 15 minutes of, <laughs> of like, on time before you completely <laughs> fall apart with that. So without spending too much time on each individual business, um, there is a holiday event guide online. We also posted it in this week's Pulse. So if you pick up this one, you'll have it. But I'll just basically kind of go over some of the other things that are happening. Ellison Bay is doing their tree lighting on November 21st. That'll be at the Visitor's Center across from the Viking Grill. Uh, that's kind of a drive-through event. So you can turn your, your radio on and you can listen to Christmas carols and some speeches and stuff like that, uh, which is great for me because uh, I'm antisocial. So I'll just get to <laughs> hang out in my car and enjoy the holidays that way. You you really enjoy parking lots. That's your way to be like, I just park amongst a lot of people, but don't interact. Right. <laughs> just hang out in my car. Yeah. I, I still feel connected, but without yeah. actually having to talk to anybody. I'm like in a crowd, but isolated in my bubble. Right. Also on the 26th is Capture the Spirit. That's going to be up in Sister Bay. Again, elves, reindeer, your uh, your holiday lights. That one's cool because they're going to light up all of the lights in Sister Bay. And yeah, Sister Bay's got a really big kind of light display that they do. Yeah, the county in general has like a much better dedication to Christmas decorations than they had like 10 years ago. Um, Fish Creek's already got those snowflakes up on the uh, light posts. And Bailey's Harbor usually does the trees, but this year... Uh, they like, I think you said a frost killed a bunch of the trees. Apparently there was a hard freeze over Memorial day weekend and it just messed up a ton of the trees for a bunch of the different farms up here. So I wonder, so Bailey's Harbor won't have, they normally like have those small trees that they distribute it to businesses and they can decorate it how they want. Now they're doing like a decorative, a, con- a Christmas decorating contest for all the businesses, but not the trees. So I wonder like, I'm, I don't know if I need to get on it in terms of like cutting down a tree in my backyard then for, my Christmas tree. 
Yeah, you, you might want to. Or just leave it in the backyard and decorate it out there. I could do that, yeah. If you don't have a lot of room, that's a space-saving I do have a small living room, so that would actually might be what we do. <laughs> just put the presents out there. As long as there's, you know, as long as you're not getting yeah. Connor a puppy, then he'll <laughs> probably be fine. Anything, you're not getting Connor anything for Christmas? <laughs> nothing, nothing. No, he, he doesn't. He's not going to remember. <laughs> so you're fine. On December 4th is Christmas in the Village in Ephraim. Uh, Santa's coming in on a fire truck. Lots of interesting vehicles for Santa to arrive in this year, which, I mean, that might be just a, an event in itself, capturing a photo of him in each of these different strange vehicles. I want vehicles. a Santa drone drop. Like, Brett could pilot the drone, drop Santa in the middle of a town. Yeah, that sounds safe. Also on December 4th is Harbor Holiday. That's in Bailey's Harbor. Uh, as you mentioned, the, the trees will be a little bit different this year, but there will be a parade at 6 p.m. Uh, Christmas at Noble Square is taking place on December 4th in Fifth Creek. And the Ridges Sanctuary is doing their natural Christmas on December 11th. So lots of things to look forward to. Also, this year is going to be the first ever Door County Chris Krindlmarkt, which is a, <laughs> a fun German word for Christmas market. Uh, and that's kicking off on November 26th. It'll also run on December 3rd. Uh, it's the weekend of, so December, so November 26th through 28th, December 3rd through 5th, and December 10th through 12th at the corner of the Past Museum in Sister Bay. Yeah, the Historical Society has kind of been working on that for a while. This has been a big event for them to get off the ground. But they're really popular in Europe. My brother lives in Belgium, and he has always, like, every time he comes back here, he goes on this rant about why we don't have them here. In Chicago, they do a market like this um, right downtown. It basically looks like a lot of like miniature Al Johnson's huts all over this one. Uh, I can't remember if it's in front of City Hall, D Daily Plaza maybe, um, down in Chicago. But it's really popular to go down there. Everyone has to go down there like once during the holiday season, either have beers in a big German beer hall or, or the glug and stuff like that. So. They're really fun, and I'm kind of surprised no one's ever done it up here before. So yeah, it's kudos to the Sister Bay Historical Society for giving it a shot. Right. It's surprising to me, too, just because like when you think about Door County and the different towns in the winter, they kind of have that like picturesque postcard feeling. Yeah. And this is like elevating that. That feeling of like going to the Christmas market is something that is is lacking. Another reason why I was kind of surprised that you said that the the light shows have gotten you know, or the light displays have gotten bigger and bigger because like, why wouldn't, why weren't they always, you have this like beautiful feeling in each of the towns every Christmas. Like why not lean into that? Yeah. Towns like there was a long stretch and I don't, I don't know if it was just like they never decorated, but definitely for like most of the nineties and the two thousands, it, it was like a couple of businesses here and there and then not much else. And if they did stuff, it was like a string of lights. So a lot more places are, have gotten a lot more serious about it. Like Mitch and on deck, have always done a really nice job with his stores. And then you'd have all these businesses next to him with like nothing. And it, you know, I, I really like Christmas decorations. I don't know why I'm just like really attracted to the lights and stuff. So I used to go a little wild at Husby's, but I have no design eye. So it would just be like this, like Christmas vacation style, just like assault of random lights of all different kinds. But I would just like it to be blown up and bright, but it was ugly. I'm sure it was less ugly than you think. No, literally someone came and told me it was ugly from the village. <laughs> All right. And they're like, actually, you're in violation of our, like, just decency zoning. Like, it just, it just looks bad. And I was like, no, kids will like it. Leave them. It's so. like, it's all beer related. <laughs> it was not. It was actual Christmas lights. Although a whole, like, beer related, like, beer neons done up in some sort of Christmas message would be a cool way to go. 
Very expensive way to do your lights. Yeah, I was going to say to each his own with that one. <laughs> I don't think that that would be very festive. Um, so all of that being said, there is a ton to do this weekend, next weekend, and the following weekend if you want to get into the spirit. Or even tonight. I mean, if you'd like, who cares about Thanksgiving? I'm ready to see Santa head down to Sturgeon Bay because that's where he'll be. <laughs> is there anything else that's going on this week news related? We should probably talk about something, you know. Real related news. Yeah. yeah. Not just, you know, go look at the lights. Um, well, earlier today I was up in Sister Bay at the groundbreaking for the new Sister Bay Clinic, the Door County Medical Center Sister Bay Clinic. Um, it's kind of cool to see that going up there. It's really going to change what's available in Northern Door County in terms of medical care. Door County Medical Center has a clinic in Fish Creek, but this is um, a much larger 30,000 square foot facility. It's about almost $15 million to build this facility. So Where is it located? It is located across from the Birchwood Lodge on Highway 57 in Canterbury Lane. So really right as you're pulling into Sister Bay from the south. Does this new facility change how care will, will function at the Fish Creek Clinic? Well, the Fish Creek Clinic will be shutting down. They will move services. They haven't decided like what they're exactly going to do with that clinic yet, whether they're going to sell that property or find some other way to use it. But the, those services offered in Fish Creek, plus the services offered at the rehab center in, at Scandia Village, are all going to be consolidated into this new center. And then they will be adding some services. There's a lot more clinician space and rehab space. There's actually like a community gathering space. Um, and then it'll have a pharmacy built into it. And what I think what they're going to, they're trying to do is negotiate for the Sister Bay hometown pharmacy to move over there. That's not a done deal yet, but they want to have the pharmacy in the building. So it'll be a much, you know, it's, if you go to doorcountypulse.com, you can see a rendering of it. And in terms of like compared to like the previous clinics we've had in both Fish Creek and Sister Bay at Aurora and uh, Door County Medical Center, this is a, a really stunning building to look at, too. Yeah, I know that people are concerned about the snow on that kind of like <laughs> corrugated roof thing that yeah. it's got. I, I would assume that it'll be fine. You you would think that, yeah, they have they've taken that into account. I'm pretty sure they would have. Yeah, it's not just a bunch of big bowls to collect the snow up there. Yeah. They, it should be okay. <laughs> but I remember seeing those comments uh, when we first posted it, that. That actually came up today at the groundbreaking. Somebody, somebody was like, yeah, people are really worried about us taking care of the snow here. But I would assume that it'll be fine. Uh, the Granary is also doing their groundbreaking today as yeah. well. So it's a, Groundbreaking Friday in Door County. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm worried that the whole peninsula is just going to break apart yeah. as everybody, you know, digs the shovel in at the same time. And interestingly enough, they've moved the location for the Granary. It will now be in the middle of the bridge. Just that's stuck good. there. I was hoping that the new plans would just put it on wheels because that's, I mean, it's really a community event. We need public transportation. Well, there's that, but even just, you know, Hey, where's the granary this weekend? Oh, it's going to be, you know, where's, where's Waldo? Yeah. It's going to be up at the garage doing live music on a serious note. I'm really glad to see just like the, the final stage. I, I mean, there's a lot to be done on the West waterfront, but like the tower's done or at least mostly done the, an open, the promenade has been a lot of progress have made there in Sturgeon Bay this year. And now the granary groundbreaking, there's going to be that one barrel location there. So after how many different stories and how much infighting that has been done in search of Bay regarding that West waterfront, um, you know, good for the city, good for the, uh, council to have finally just picked a direction that is at least on some level of compromise here. Yeah. And, and making progress. Yeah. That's the other thing. Nothing stalled or right. not as stalled as it was anymore. Yeah. 
anything else before we we kind of head out for our uh, our weekend here? Yeah, um, not a story that I have in this week's paper, but uh, probably next week's. Uh, I did talk to the folks from the Alpine Resort about the progress that's being made there. Yeah. They have announced that they are going to have the cottages open next year and they're booking weddings for next season. Um, I know a lot of people pretty attached to that property. So just a few nuggets from it. They, the lodge will not reopen next year. The, the main lodge, they were doing the cottages first. They're doing the continuing a lot of work on the clubhouse, including like a second renovation of the golf course clubhouse that will include some kind of luxury suites on the second floor of the clubhouse. So kind of thinking that they would have people who were looking for a very golf centered vacation to stay there and improve the restaurant and facilities at the clubhouse. And then they're also redoing and renovating the kitchen and restaurant at in the lodge. So even though the lodge rooms won't be open, one of the bars on the, the side of the building that's closest to the public beach that bar will be open next year and they'll be serving food out of there with kind of a, a renovated deck off the end of that. And eventually a pool that will be the pool that used to be located in the parking lot of the Alpine will now be located off the end of the building. So yeah, that seems like an easy thing to move an underground <laughs> pool. Yeah. They've, uh, they've already demolished the old pool. Um, but it's just cool that there's, they've rented the cabins now all have Wi-Fi. They're done up really nice. Uh, a lot of updating on, uh, mechanicals and electric and everything like that. So the interior has been updated. Yeah. So it's nice to see that coming back to life and yeah. slowly, but surely the golf course eventually will have new sand traps, kind of a new redesign, the blue nine hole, which is from up on the bluff that will be reincorporated into the 18 holes that they have there as they do the redesign. So the, the plans there that they have, you know, probably in year three and four, probably 2024 ish, you'll start to see the the whole thing take shape. And I think, you know, for people who have a long held attachment to the Alpine and want to see that old resort survive in some new form, I think it's, it's starting to take shape. Yeah. I'm glad that you mentioned that the kitchen is coming back because that's the question that I've heard a lot is if the restaurant was going to open up again, I never stayed at the Alpine, but I have eaten there a couple of times. Hmm. So that's like my version of the Alpine is looking out over the water in the sure. kind of dining room area. So it's cool to hear that that's coming back too. And they didn't have any final plans on what like that lodge would look like. And they didn't have a lot to say there, but they're other than that, they will be renovating that and that the restaurant will have a new look when it's all said and done. Yeah. What about like the, the back area with all the historic stuff in there? Where'd all that go? Yeah. I don't know what happens. I'm, I'm guessing that's a, that's a good question. I don't know that the Bertringers took all that stuff with them. I would, I have a hunch that they would have, um, but yeah, I don't know what the plans are for that area as well. It belongs I mean, in a museum <laughs> or whatever that quote is. Yeah. Is that the way that it said? I don't know. The From Indiana Jones. Yeah. Oh God, it's been a while since I watched that. I like how earlier in the podcast, I asked you what you were thankful for and you drew a blank, but then I, I asked you what else is going on and you jumped into the whole litany about the Alpine. Like I, I can see clearly how your brain like stores information. You just have enough for the week's news. Yeah. And then, but no, you can't answer, you know, nothing what else. Think. Yeah. That, that in talking about trees till my wife wants to punch me in the face. Yeah. You've got the, the week's news sports and making sure to check in on Connor. Those are, your, those are the areas <laughs> of your brain. That's my focus. And I, I get it. Uh, one last thing I wanted to mention before we wrap up today, you know, we talked a lot about events coming up and, uh, when it when the snow starts to fall when we get into january and february what 
what do you like to do? Like when the snow falls, where are you like, all right, now it's time for this. I make snowballs and throw them at Dave. All right. Well, is that like a, a hobby? Cause I'm thinking like, <laughs> what's your winter hobby? I like to read if I get time. Hey, perfect. That's exactly what I wanted you to say because Door County Reads is coming up. Door County Reads is going to be announced next week on Wednesday. We're going to have a podcast episode uh, talking to Morgan Mann from the library all about the book, the events coming up, about the author. All of that kind of stuff will be in the podcast. We'll also have it in next week's paper on Wednesday. So look forward to the announcement of Door County Reads 2022 and all of the cool stuff then. Um I know that last year there was a good mix of in-person and virtual events, which was very cool, so that if you weren't able to make it to the event, you could still like check in and see the, the stuff after the fact and participate in some of the online activities. So should be a really cool uh, should be a really cool event this year, and I'm looking forward to checking out the literature. Yeah, uh, without saying what the book is or the author, I'll just say that it is pretty exciting who they've picked, and it's going to be a book that I believe really kind of you could read it and think it's about Door County. Yeah. It's about the people we know here in so many ways. So I'm pretty excited by what they've done and the community discussion that could be drawn out of this theme that they've picked. Yeah. So look forward to that next Wednesday uh, with that, Miles. Let's go have a good weekend. Yeah, let's get out of here. Yeah, I hope everybody else has a good weekend, too. Thank you for Friday. Happy Friday. Happy Thanksgiving next week. It's a a good time to be hosting the Door County Pulse podcast. (laughs) I don't know. That's that's what I got. Have a a good one, Miles. I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to the Door County Pulse podcast. If you want to support us at The Pulse, check out doorcountypulse.com slash shop, where you can get a weekly Pulse subscription, purchase some incredible Door County artwork from Pulse artist Ryan Miller, and much more. We hope you've enjoyed the Door County Pulse podcast, and we will see you next time.